Hi, I'm Brian. Hey, I'm Marissa. And, and this, this is Human, human Coupling. Coupling, the show about what it means to be human and be in a couple. So whether you're married, divorced, dating, or don't know where you land, we're, we're here, here to, to help. help. Hey everyone, it's Marissa. Welcome to another episode of Human Coupling Podcast. Hi, Brian. Hey there, Marissa. How are you doing? How's everybody out there in podcast land tonight? Well, they're speedy, they're happy, and they're glad to hear our voices, I hope. I know, it's about time, right? We've been away for a while. Yes, we did our anniversary show, and then we just took a freaking break, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did one show after that, but it's been a while. It's been at least three weeks. Yeah, because we've escaped into substitute parenting land. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, that's what Uh-oh. our show is about tonight, people. Us complaining about... The small task of substitute parenting from June to August. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dun, 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 people, because guess what? Not really June to August. It's like mid-July to end of August. Whatever, whatever. Okay, God, be freaking specific about it, why don't you? Do you know I don't me know. At all? Seriously? I don't, I don't know. Yes, you're specific. Yeah, now he's become a total jerk. Okay, it's great. See, <laughs> this is what substitute parenting does to single minded Feel the joy. free people who don't worry about anybody but themselves it's true it it's is so true. true oh god we're so tired oh my god we're complaining like hell tonight and it's gonna be great yes so let's give the listeners out there in podcast land a little background to this bright idea of substitute parenting Marissa. okay roll into the background people how you doing okay so i had the bright idea and he's gonna blame me for this later don't yes, worry about yes, it I, I had the bright idea i was like my sister send me your children we will take care of them for the summertime and you don't have to freaking think about it and brian was like uh what did she just say to her sister and agree to make us both do while i didn't agree to this i'm gonna have to do it because if i say something she's gonna smack me huh <laughs> yeah see that's my explanation of it wasn't it great pretty much but you know i i can give a more uh, well-rounded uh, explanation, if you well, will. Well, you're the you're the you're the scientifical one in this relationship. Do your thing, man. So what it comes down to is something that we in clinical and scientific cir- circles mm-hmm. call theory versus practice. Mm-hmm. So let's go from the theoretical perspective first, shall we? Break it down, baby. So our idea was, and I was more forced into it, but I kind of went along with it. Our idea was deal with it. Yeah, let's bring the children. To Denver. Mm-hmm. And being the type of people that we are, very well enlightened, very well educated, academic, kind of artsy kind of people. Bohemian, in Bohemian, other words. Bohemian, yes. Uh, we said, you know, let us show them something other than the hustle and bustle and utter horror that is New York City and the surrounding areas. We shall enlighten them. Because... I don't know about you, Marissa, but I grew up in Brooklyn and it was a shithole. It was a shithole, but at least it was... An interesting shithole. It was, but, you know, you never got to see anything other than that. You thought the whole world operated in that fight-or-flight nastiness that is New York City, right? Exactly. Attitude on the move. And so my thought was, you know, they're becoming teenagers. One is a teenager. One is becoming a teenager. An evil tween, in other words. I I said, let me show them something different because I know when I was around that age, I got to experience some really unique things that were outside of the norm and it really shaped who i became later on in life and i still now 20 some odd 20 plus years later think back to that time in my life and say wow i'm glad i did what i did so i said let me see maybe i'll be able to uh you know impart some of those experiences not not the same ones but 
something with as much impact onto my lovely nieces. Mm-hmm. Let's take them to the country, in other words, because Denver is kind of countrified, and all it they is. complain about is that there are too much trees and that there are bugs biting them on their little asses. Okay. That and you know, and then we could take them into the mountains and uh-huh. do all this other kind of lovely stuff. Uh huh. But we we skip that whole. Let's go we'll into the woods. We'll get into that. Idea. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. Anyway. So then, wait, anyway. Wait, let me finish. So, oh, you're still being scientific. Yes. I'm sorry. So, so, so that so that was the theory. Now. Let's go into the practice. Oh, Lord. And for that end of things, I'll just turn it over to you. The practice? Oh, yeah. What was it really like when they actually got here? Okay. Anyway, when they actually got here, we realized that we had to worry about four people and a budget. Four people and feeding a budget. Four people and the word boredom, bitch. I can't stand that damn word right now. No. Entertaining four people. Dealing with four really entertaining two people. Attitudes. Don't forget about the attitude problem. My oh my lord. New Yorkers, I love you. I love you. I used to be one of you growing up. I remember how stank my attitude was. But the words, Uncle Brian, no. Why, Uncle Brian? Do we have to like those words right now? Right now, I want to buy a a fly swatter. From the 99 cent store and just fly swat them whenever they say shit like that. I just yeah, wanna, seriously, I just you know. I slap them with a fly I love swatter. my nieces, but in particular the little one. I think I'm going to, <laughs> you know, I had to try very hard not to tighten my uh, hand around her throat. Oh, see, quite this a is, lo- see, see, just like when you're in a relationship, folks, love and parenting and contemplating a little bit of murder. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. How did that become the same thing? It's the I don't same know, but, but thing. It did. You know, it got so bad in the beginning that I actually had to call my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and my mom's been been, been uh, a guest on her show before. Hi, Mom, if you decide hey, to mom, listen to this episode. Hey, Mom, guess what, people? They drove him to call his mama. Mm-mm. So I called my mom because I had to, I had to ask her a he very important question. Mm-hmm. Because I said, you know, I don't have children. And I was, you know, 12 and 13-year-olds were thrust upon me. And it's very different. When when children who are 12 and 13 year olds get thrust upon you, then when you raise them from a small child because you don't have your opportunity to exert your influence. So I asked my mother, I said, hey, Ma, were we ever so obsessed with one thing, whether it be when we were younger, Nintendo or baseball cards or whatever, that we didn't pay attention to anything but that no matter what you said? She goes, no. And I said, were we ever super disrespectful to you or disrespectful to others even when we didn't want to do said activity or did we always try to participate no matter what? And she says, no, you always tried to participate and you were never disrespectful. You had your points where you fought with me and your father, but that was just the normal part of break of uh, growing up. It really wasn't something that you did. And when I explained to her what was going on in this house right now, she's like, what the hell is up with that? And I said, I have no idea. But I had to ask you to see whether it was something that was normal or not. And at least from my experience in memory and the experience of my parent, uh, I didn't get to speak to my dad about it, but my, my mom at least, that was not the case. Okay, and then I jumped in and explained to him, okay, Brian, baby, handsome, all right, you're dealing with female children raised by a-type personality females therefore sometimes when you speak to the children i know you have the manly powerful voice that you have cultivated from times long ago but you have to tone it down a little bit okay i'm not very good at that as i you got your turn shut up instead Mm -hmm. of saying well i'll make you do it you have to try to approach it in a different manner because you know what you know what you're going to make the little one cry, and then I have to freaking deal with it. And I don't want to. 
I know. I don't. Part, most of me doesn't want to make her cry, but exactly. Part of me gets a little satisfaction exactly. out of it. I and really then Marissa do. has to deal with the little one crying, and I don't freaking want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to be the one with the oh, sweetie, are you okay? I mean, I'm so, Uncle Brian didn't mean it. He didn't mean. What do you want? Are you okay? Do Do you want to talk about it later? Do you want to talk about your feelings? She doesn't. She really doesn't. She doesn't care. She's she's a lot tougher than she puts I on. I know, but still, I don't want to be dealing with her crying in public because. I'm the female spirit, and guess who they look at going, well, isn't she going to say something to him? Look how he's talking to that child. In New York, they would have been like, shit, who cares? Here, they're all up in your business. Oh, my God. Nope. <laughs> See, and this is this is this is the situation that we're learning to deal with. As I said, we have had to learn how to deal with a bevy of differences in this whole situation because the couple is no longer just the couple. It's the couple and a couple of freaking kids. So we have had to learn people that sharing is caring, but boredom is the death. I think the hardest part for me has been now. I've taken it upon myself to use my connections yes. and, and, and my considerable sweet ability to do things to set up different experiences for my nieces to partake in, particularly the one who loves science. I was able to get her to do something pretty specific that most people, even if you're not into science, would love to do. And, you know, and I don't expect them to be giving me accolades and doing cartwheels. Oh, thank you, Uncle Brian, for giving us such a wonderful experience. However... I do expect to be respected and not embarrassed. Okay, and once again, and once again, theory versus practice, my darling. Hello. I I agree, you know. Exactly. Theory versus practice. That's all that happened. And my lovely husband, I know he's a sensitive man. He's a sweet little man. And he forgot that little girl situation that they don't really understand and want to deal with separating this awesome experience and this magical time from this is not exactly what i wanted is hard for them and i keep trying to explain that well, to at least you. one of them anyway and i know that and i know that but still you have to remember it's all the same like seriously i know that they appreciate it in their own way but they're not very good at expressing themselves because they're not that kind of children they don't really talk much the only thing they really want to do since they've been here is stay in the office look at the phones and just stay by a charger like they're so obsessed with the they will actually sit on the floor somewhere attached to the charger weird they just want to be like near the plug brian i even did a little experiment marissa yeah i didn't bother them for 24 Mm -hmm. hours Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. 18 of those 24 hours, uh-huh. they were glued to those screens. Exactly. If it exactly. were up to me and I wouldn't get hell from your sister, <laughs> I would take those devices and put them in my safe oh and my send God. them back to them on September 1st after they've been gone for a week. I know. I Because know. it's, it's so like you're, you're missing the world but that outside is their, of this that screen. That is their world. Nowadays, that is their work. The first thing that we had to learn to deal with when these little love bugs walked into our home was... um. Where's your pokey stop? I was like, what the French fries and applesauce is this child talking to me about? Uh, Auntie, the pokey stop so we could play Pokemon. I was like, uh, you're going to have to be more specific, honey. Auntie doesn't know what the crackhead you're talking about. Well, I, you know, I, I kind of get that because that is spreading all over the world. Exactly. Actually spreading and all over the world. And we didn't think that we would have to deal with it because we're not into that whole phone no, game situation. I, I mean, I, I, get, I get that, but it's not just that. If it was just that, no, but I I'm could just, deal with it. I'm just saying that was one of the first little situations that we had to get over. And then when the young, the older one, 
she lost all her pokey privileges and she had to go buy a Google Play card. She done lost her shit, folks. Oh my God. She cussed it. Poor Brian. But I need one. But why can't I have one? I need the tokens. I need, like, see, this is the situation poor Brian has had to deal with. Although with her, it's much easier. Yes, but still. This, I don't have a problem with This is our learning her. curve. This is our learning curve. These are the situations in entertainment sections well, you, you, that we had to deal you know, with. You know, the, the funny part is, is I don't understand everything but i try really hard exactly and i think the toughest part for me has been especially from the little one getting so much resistance so exactly for example the older one and i get along really really well we like art we like music we like science we like video games i even took her to a comic book store she loves comic books i love comic books it works out really really well and i've done a lot of different things with her just her and i and i said this is wonderful so i said okay let me do something with the other one because I don't want her to think, hey, I'm just paying attention to your cousin. I'm not paying attention to you, and that's really messed up. So I said, okay, sweetheart, what do you like to do? And she says, well, I like to go to amusement parks and water parks and rock climbing and shopping. Mm -hmm. I said, Brian's okay. favorite thing. For I real. said, okay. I said, sweetheart. And after she gave me more attitude, which I will not divulge on here, I said, sweetheart, <laughs> I actually lost it and said this to a 12-year-old, and I'm not happy about it at all. But I said, sweetheart, does it look like Uncle Brian's crippled ass can do any of those things? <laughs> he lost his shit, folks. Okay, that's all he's trying to say in the most educated, well-mannered yeah. part. I'm going to put it out there for you. I, I just, he lost I said, his shit. How okay? am I going to climb a rock? <laughs> I can't go in amusement parks and water slides, oh, sweetheart. Lord. Oh, what boy. else would you like to do that wouldn't involve Uncle Brian killing himself? Exactly. <laughs> but see, to be very, very nice about this it. This is how it goes in parenting. Trying to entertain children is a feat. It's a feat of a strength. A feat of strength, yeah. Yes, it is. Festivus because has nothing my on children. God, they're always telling you that they're bored. The B word is at the tip of their tongue every five yeah, seconds, yeah. And, and, no and, matter what. Here's the conundrum, folks. Here's the thing that, <sighs> I, that, that I can't even wrap my head around. They're always saying that they're bored. Mm hmm. But then you ask them, okay, I understand that you're bored. It can exactly. be boring. Yes, yes. You know, you're not with your friends. You're in a different place, blah, Ex blah, blah. I get it. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Uncle Brian has switched his summer schedule so much so that I've worked maybe, what would you say, one and a half weeks out of the whole time they've been here? If that. If that, because uh, because I want to spend time with them. And, and, and so I say, what is it that you want to do except for things that I can't physically do anything else is on the menu here i will take you anywhere you want to go i will do anything you want to do what do you want to do they say i don't know i have no ideas mm -hmm. when i'm at home i never do anything i never go anywhere so i don't think of doing anything i was like well you're not at home you can go anywhere you want to go you can do anything you want to do you can oh go outside God. whenever the fuck you feel oh like it God. what the fuck do you want to do <laughs> <laughs> he has been losing his mind this entire time. It has been so much fun. I insisted that we do this show, folks, because you just, I don't know. Your I must, parents out I must there sound are like just a terrible probably person. laughing. I know, no, but no, I'm not. No, 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 this is, we're sharing our experiences. This is, this is an experience that couples who are in the situation where they don't have kids at the moment, they should all experience, you know, because I did read an article saying that the, the childless 
family members are the most underappreciated people. But remember, you can ask them for favors like this, you know, if not for them, for you, because, you know, you want to get rid of your kids for a minute and they, you know, they need to experience having kids for a minute. It's a win-win situation for everyone. And it, it makes sense because then they get to know, do I really one day want to have a child full time? Can I do the entertainment? Can I do the budgeting? Can I foster the amount of strength it takes not to backhand slap somebody across you know, the and room. I, Come and on and I'd love to say that I probably could do it only because I wouldn't be getting the child except in an adoption situation exactly. where they were 12 and 13 and, and, and were formed and influenced by, by people that people. are the antithesis of what I am. Exactly. And so I don't it's, necessarily it's think it would be a problem for me. We would hope because I know that another situation that we've been having is food. Food is always weird for us because we're vegetarians now here's the silly part the 13 year old has become a vegetarian because something in school that she saw made her kind of funky about meat and she's like i don't want to eat that stuff anymore never again blah blah blah. which is okay for us we can handle exactly. that part but the 12 year old is like um i need meat and i'm not going to accept the fact that all you want to give me is vegetables without complaining a lot so it's and been eating around so said hard. It's been so hard because like, I feel like I'm a short order cook all the time. And another thing is, even if you get up, get off your ass and you make them breakfast every single day, they look at you and go, can't we just have cereal? And we're like, we don't eat cereal, sweetheart. We love you. We want to give you real food right now. So you will go to the bathroom and not stink up the house. You know, we want to give you real food, not McDonald's you know, and Lucky Charms. And, and, and the interesting thing is, and I get actually, sometimes I get some joy, as sick as this sounds. The little one especially, she's extremely, extremely spoiled. She'll tell you that. She won't even deny it. And that's her she's thing. She's extremely it's spoiled. And it drives me absolutely crazy because the world is not going to bend to her whim. And we'll see what happens. As she gets older. We'll and, I, and, I, and I've been in that situation personally as a mm -hmm. child. And I've been messed up, you know, because of it in certain ways. And so... I've actually taken some pleasure, not because I like to be mean, but because it's showing her a little bit of life lesson, whether she realizes it or not, of not giving her exactly what she wants. Saying, no, you can't have X. You can have X.1 or X.3, but you cannot have just X. And she is completely not used to being told no. And, but, but I'm seeing a change. No, no, I'm and, seeing and a change. I really am, and I, and I appreciate under that. Under our influence, yeah, you're going to see a change. But as soon as they go home, everything can be undone. They might see a remnant of something, but most things are going to be undone. And that's why I've told my sweet little husband here, look, I love you. I love this situation. This is so interesting, and I'm learning so much about kids right now that and about yourself really and, yeah about myself that's the number one thing that i'm happy about I'm, I'm learning that look i am willing to get up off my ass every single day and cook and feed all these people because i love them i don't want to hear thank you because guess what you will never hear thank you you will never hear i appreciate this genuinely because kids don't have that capacity yet that, i'm and, learning to remember and that. that and that is not what they're taught either. no but it's not, not even really about that grateful. it's about it's a, okay grateful is a hard word and appreciation is a hard word for someone who doesn't have the mental capacity to know no. what it is no i, I don't ex but you got to understand something at least from from now we can start from a clinical perspective okay let's go like. to the clinical perspective so, that's all you though Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. you know, with, without getting too far into the weeds, and I'm not an expert in developmental theory. Me neither. However, what I can say is, 
you know, it's it's obvious to say in layman's terms that children don't have the same mental capacity as adults. And sometimes it takes a little bit for us as adults to realize that they're not going to grasp the situation. And that took me a couple of days to remember that, yes, especially with the little one, she's 12 and doesn't have the ability to understand everything the way I do. That being said, at her stage in life, prepubescence, almost into puberty here, in some ways much further along into puberty than a lot of people her age, she does have the capacity to understand certain things. So my expectation level is where it should be for someone of her age. Just a very simple thank you. Yes, I would like X or Y. I know this isn't something I want to do, but I'm not going to kiss my teeth and roll my eyes at you. I'm going to say, all right, this pisses me off, but okay. You know, and slowly but surely, it's getting to that point. She's starting to respect me in a way that she didn't when she first came here, so I appreciate that. But I, at first, my fault was that I was expecting too much. I had to, I had to dial it back. I had to remember who I was dealing with, and that was my fault. See, this is me, the clinician, saying, you can talk a big game all you want to your clients, to books, to whatever you want to say, but when you're faced with it every day, you know, your real self comes out because this isn't a clinical trial. This isn't sitting in an office. Not at all. This isn't any of that. This is real life. And that's one of the things that I say when I used to deal with families and children. I would say to the parents, look, I can sit here and tell you theoretically what to do, but I don't have to live in your house every day. No, you're not there on I a daily basis. I don't live with your child. Yeah. And this situation has been a daily 24 hours without parental Intervention is just us and our influence towards them. And it's been so different. And at some points, it's been difficult because they are not quite able to express themselves the way we thought that they would. When you ask them, why didn't you tell me this? And they shrug their shoulders and just go, I don't know. And you're like, what? What do you mean you don't know? The one that blew my mind, I have to say, <laughs> even though so we're going weird. longer in this episode, but I don't care. Uh, the, one, the one that blew my mind was the other day I had a doctor's appointment and, and Marissa came with me to the doctor's appointment. And then we went to the store afterward, and we really just wanted, we knew they would be sleeping anyway, because teenagers sleep half the day away, and we just wanted some time outside the house. And we got home around 12.30. Yeah, it was late. It was in afternoon. And, um, you know, she said, even when we were out, she said, should we call them, you know, make sure that they're, they're doing whatever? And I said, no, you know, they're 12 and 13. They stay by themselves all the time. If they need anything, we both have cell phones. They know the cell phones. They can text us. They can call us. They can ask us for what they need. They should be able to make food, whatever they need to do. They know how to do it. We come home, 12.30, 12.45. They haven't done anything. No. They've been awake. The older one says, well, I could cook, <laughs> but I didn't think I was allowed to. So I said, well, why didn't you call us? And all the while, folks, all the while, they're both holding cell phones in their hands. They're yes. fully paid for, fully connected to the internet, fully able to make phone calls and emails and us. text messages. And ask us, hey, auntie, uncle, yo, I'm kind of hungry over here. And you, you people are not in the house. What can we do about this situation? I mean, they didn't ask us shit. They just looked at us like... Oh, like it is so weird to get that from a human being. I do not know how to understand. And then my it. answer, because I have a little evil streak in me, was, 
You know, Marissa, I want to leave them for like 18 hours and see if they actually do anything to take care of themselves or they just sit there writhing in pain and curling up in a ball. I don't even know, baby. But you know what? You know what? This is such a great topic. Honestly, I think we're going to have to go into part two. How about we save some of this for like an episode number two? Yeah. You know, because we're already 23 minutes in. And exactly. We just look like we're so, folks, I know this is awesome sauce, but you know what? We are going to cut you off and do a to be continued. So to be continued. Have a nice day, folks. And we love you, but we're working through the situation. So pray for us. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Hey out there in podcast land, it's Brian from The Couple. Do you want more of the laughter, love, and hijinks that is the Human Coupling Podcast? If so, like us on Facebook. Friend us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on Google+. Would you like to let us know how we're doing or let us know how you're doing? Or do you have an idea for a show topic? If so, send us an email at humancoupling at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Bye-bye now.